Your attention, please. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Salagadula, metricabula, Hey guys, what's up and welcome back. This is show number 15 and it is going to be again a little bit of a different format. I hope you guys liked it last time when I did this, so I had to come through again, try to do this. We are talking today about, you know, how to save money when we're booking our trip. Right? Maybe not so much once we're there, but when we're booking it. Because there are so many family members. There are so many friends. You know, I'm like the Disney guy. So they'll always come and talk to me when they have a Disney vacation, which I love. And I love talking about it. But then they'll tell me, oh, yeah, it's expensive. I had to spend, I don't know, five grand for my family of, you know, three or four to, you know, go to Disney World or go to Disneyland. And I'm like, oh, man, I take like two trips for that. Um, so I'm going to give you guys some of my tips that I have that maybe weren't taught to me, but just it took a lot of experience of going down every year and figuring it out. And I figured I would share those with you guys and hopefully I can save you guys some money. So here we go and I hope you enjoy the show. This Justin, a Jungle Cruise skipper reports spotting the lost safari. So guys, maybe I'm just super cheap or, or what, but when I go somewhere or like let's say I stay at a hotel and I paid like 200 bucks a night for that hotel and I find out it's usually like a buck 50 a night. Oh, I just feel taken and I can't stand it. Uh, and I've heard that a couple times from people where they've said, you know, hey, I spent this much on my trip and I'm like, oh, you didn't have to spend that much. And maybe it makes it a little less magical, right? So I'm going to give you guys some of my tips. I'm just going to talk you through what it's like when I book a trip and whether I'm going to Disneyland or Disney World really doesn't matter. I'll give you both the tips on it. Uh, everything from booking your airfare to you know, food and merchandise to buy when you go on a trip. So first, I mean, let's talk about booking a flight, right? Now, a lot of times, if you guys already have a credit card, you can book a lot of your expenses through that credit card and get miles for airfare. Now, that's not really a huge secret, but it is something you can do and you can build up enough points during the year if you use it for major expenses, where maybe you get one or two free flights, whether it be on Delta, Southwest, whatever, you know, company you decide. I'll tell you when I'm looking for a flight, I start really far out. I might start six months out and I'm pretty consistently checking. I'm going on Google Flights. Now, Google Flights is just, you it's you know a Google search engine where it tells you pretty much most of the companies out there, what their price is for your dates. And hey, I mean, if you can be flexible and maybe go a day or two before or a day or two after you were planning and that's cheaper, what a great way to save money on that flight too. Um, obviously, if you guys live close, I forget not everybody lives in the Northeast, right? But if you live close to Disney and you can drive it, then I'd say drive it. You're obviously not going to beat that price, especially if you have like five people in your family. Um, but for me personally, I go on Google Flights. I try to find kind of the most reasonable airfare. I will tell you, I've heard a couple people not have very good experiences with Spirit Airlines. Uh, they tend to advertise as the cheapest, but when you really rack up all the expenses, like they charge you for carry-ons, they charge you for checking a bag, they charge you pretty much for like having a seatbelt. Um, they don't, but I'm just saying. Um, it comes around you know, 100 to $200, and if you just took Delta or a place like that, so I would definitely say go on Google Flights, book early, 
And, you know, if it hits that number, let's say, you know, your flight's going to be $1,000 for all of you and you find that at $700, even if it's four months out and you spend a little extra for that insurance, just book it. Um, it's a, unfortunately, it's like a necessary evil, right? You have to pay kind of what they're demanding. You just try to find it at its lowest point. So, I mean, I guess your next expense would be park tickets. Um, that's what the tends to be the order that I would do it. I would book my airfare and then book either my hotel or my park tickets next, uh, depending on whether we're staying on points for the Disney Vacation Club, which I already know I'm going to have availability, or if I have to pick a hotel in Disneyland. So why don't we go for the hotel first, right? You want to make sure you have a place to stay normally before you go and buy tickets to the park. Um, now, for hotels, if it's a Disneyland trip, I would say go through... What seems to be the most straightforward with pricing, I would say, is Hotels.com. Um, I've noticed that Priceline, um, Hotwire, and Expedia tend to have hidden fees where they'll say, oh, this hotel is 150 bucks a night. But then I click on it and let's say it goes to you know $1,500 for my trip. Well, maybe I went on Hotels.com, it told me a little bit higher price but it's still $1,500. So it seems to be the one where I can click on and get a good estimation per night what it's gonna be without outrageous taxes and fees. So I'd recommend hotels.com. Um, again, I'd recommend booking out as early as possible. There are options to do the pay later or pay when you get to the hotel and you can still lock in that price. Now maybe that's 20 to $30 more per night than if you paid up front. But I don't know about you, but as my trip's getting closer, I don't ever want to think about something happening and me not being able to make it and losing like 1500 bucks. So for me, it's worth the extra, you know, 20, 30 bucks a night so that it's kind of a peace of mind, right? So if I have to move the trip, you know, forward a week or backward a week or whatever, you can. So um, th that would be for Disneyland. And next, maybe for Disney World. Now, for Disney World, you kind of have to book through the Disney website. Now, I mean, you don't have to. There are, you know, travel sites that do advertise Disney rates, but on average, you are not going to beat the price that Disney does. If you are staying on property, it is relatively expensive. Uh, relatively expensive. Uh, they do give you some perks to it, but the good side, you're going to get a clean room. It's going to be a nice room, whether you're staying from the All-Stars all the way up to the Grand Floridian. So I would just say book as early as possible, and that seems to be when you can get the best rate. And if you do book through the Disney site, make sure you follow that price, because if it does drop, Disney will honor that price. They'll rebook you, and you'll have that, um, you know, you'll have that lower price for those dates. Uh, they tend to honor that. Um, make sure to look out for discounts coming up, like free dining and stuff like that. I will warn you, there are times where booking free dining is not worth it. You had a better rate with the discount you had before, and then you'd actually pay more with free dining, believe it or not, because you have to pay rack rate for that hotel room. Um, so those would be my tips for getting a, a hotel room, whether it be in Disneyland or Disney World. Uh, next, I would say uh, we could talk about ticket prices. Um, now for ticket pricing, Disney World very rarely will put discounts out for tickets unless you are a Florida resident or an annual, uh, well, annual pass holders obviously don't need uh, ticket discounts. Um, but unless you're a Florida resident, they generally do not. There are actually some pretty good discounts for, for, uh, for Florida residents for annual passes. Um, but usually you just kind of got to bite the bullet and pay what they ask. I would not recommend buying through a third party. I know there are some trusted, um, you know, discount 
ticket sites out there. I think undercover tourist is one of them and stuff. I just, for me, the stress of wondering how they're going to get me the tickets and is it a legitimate place is just not worth it. I'd rather pay a little bit more, book through Disney, get my magic bands in the mail, feel good about it. Um, and you know, know that I bought from the right place. Now for Disneyland, they have especially recently been offering some discounts on their ticket pricing. I myself just saved like 300 bucks by booking one of their specials. Now I think Disneyland is putting out specials right now because way more people are holding off going to Disneyland till Galaxy's Edge is opening this summer. So I think they need to fill some spots in the park right now and I think I was just able to take advantage of that. Um, but if you are a California resident, they offer some great discounts. Um, Disneyland has been making their annual passes more and more and more expensive, especially for California residents. And that's because the parks are getting super crowded with annual pass holders. And people like you know myself who travel there are talking about big crowds and lots of local teens and stuff in the park. So they're making it more and more expensive. Um, so in one way, that can be an advantage to me, right? Because I won't have to handle so many locals in the park. But it does kind of stink. Historically, Disneyland is a very locals park, one that kids go to on the weekend and enjoy. Uh, and Disney's kind of, you know, pricing out some of those people. But I mean, hey, to me, it's still worth it. And it's a, a, a great investment. If you do live in California, you can get some decent deals. And um, like I said, if you are booking a Disneyland trip, um, I would say check discounts. And for Disneyland, there are some discount ticket dealers out there. Um, again, I wouldn't recommend it. I would recommend just booking through Disneyland. Um, so I guess lastly, the last thing I think about, I've taken care of my flight. I've taken care of my hotel. Um, make sure you guys do your research when you're talking about transportation to and from the airport to your hotel in Disneyland. If you are going to Disney World, you have the Magical Express. They'll take care of you. That's about as stress-free as you can get. Um, so I would recommend the Magical Express. In Disneyland, do your research. Make sure it's a reputable company. I'd suggest going to WDW Info and checking out their transportation uh, page. Whether you want to take a limo or you want to get a shuttle, whatever it is you would like, they have reputable companies uh, that would you know love to take you guys from LAX to Anaheim where your hotel is. So I guess maybe lastly, the last big expense you'd talk about would be your food. Um, I can tell you what we do personally. I know this won't work for everybody, but how we save a ton of money on food. So first, I mean, I have a Disneyland trip coming up, so I'll tell you about Disneyland. First, we'll stay at a hotel. I stay at offsite hotels in for Disneyland, mainly because the Disneyland Resort Hotel started about $350 a night. Now, hey, I'm not saying I would never spend $350 a night for a hotel, but the hotel that's $350 a night is Paradise Pier. Now, I, I'm sure, you know, it's a nice hotel. I, I've seen it and everything like that. But to me, Paradise Pier is not a $350 a night hotel. Um, it is converted bunks from when the Olympics were in LA. Um, and it's just, it's not set up like a Disney hotel. To me, it doesn't have that Disney magic. And when you look at the reviews of the hotel, they tell you the exact same thing. It's just not worth the price. So why spend $350 a night and not get free breakfast when I can spend, you know, maybe $150, $190 a night at an off-site nice hotel and get free breakfast? Um, so I would say book a hotel with free breakfast, you know, and you can find one for under $200 a night that has a decent breakfast. And that's how we save a lot of money on food. 
So we'll go there and, you know, we're on East Coast time. So we get there. We're like the first people up the buffet. And I'm not afraid to say I like shut down the buffet by filling up on like eggs and bacon and stuff. Um, But that usually fills us up for free pretty much till dinner time. We'll, We'll get like a snack for lunch. So, you know, my daughter's a big fan of churros. I'll get her a churro during the day. And, you know, I'm not having her go hungry. If she's hungry, I'll get her something. But in general, you have a huge buffet breakfast. You're not hungry for a little while. So that's what we do. So we book a hotel with free breakfast. We chow down on that breakfast in the morning. We head to the parks and we'll have a snack, kind of a light snack for lunch. Um, And like I said, in Disneyland, then we'll sit down for quick service for dinner. Now, Disneyland has really good quick service compared to Disney World. So we'll sit down, we'll have a quick service. And you're probably looking at, I don't know, 50 bucks to feed the three of us for a quick service breakfast. And maybe I spent five dollars each for a snack at lunch and we had a free breakfast so i mean yeah it does add up but that's not that bad and i ate a lot of food that day and i can you know do reviews of a lot of different foods that i try it's not like i'm not eating a lot when i'm there you know um so that's what we do in disneyland like i said that's it won't work for everybody excuse me it's just what we do and now for disney world we have to do things a little different and in general we spend a little bit more on food mainly because the quick service isn't as good. Now, I'm not telling you you can't get good quick service at Disney World. There are plenty of places, um, like the Tangerine Cafe in Morocco. Um, There is, you know, Harambe Market at Animal Kingdom. But in general, I find it harder to find good quick service uh, meals when I'm there. So what we generally will do is we will pay kind of top dollar for a really good breakfast. Now, that sometimes can run us about 100 bucks for our family. Um, but like a real good buffet breakfast or just a really hearty meal. We do the same sort of thing where we eat a huge breakfast. Middle of the day, we'll have a snack. Um, I'm not really that hungry walking around. There's a lot of walking in the Disney World parks. You know, there are times we've logged 13 miles in a day. So we'll kind of have a snack, whether it be an ice cream, whether it be a Mickey pretzel, whatever in Disney World. And at night, um, maybe a couple times, we'll sit down to the California Grill or, you know, Citrico's or something like that. Um, but I mean, kind of, we do that more often we'll we'll look for that good sit down place and we'll sit down and eat Uh, but there are other times where we find those hidden gems as far as you know quick service at disney world um whether it be at the land pavilion they have a good pork chop with green beans Uh, whether we go to animal kingdom lodge to the mara they have some really good african inspired cuisine dishes that you can get there um so i mean i'd say that's kind of a roundup of all the expenses we have on our trip I can give you, I'll give you like extra credit. That's one big thing that I do. And I'll make sure I tell my daughter not to listen to this. So as far as souvenirs, when we go, you can spend a lot of money on souvenirs. And, you know, it's easy. It's $50 for a sweatshirt. It's, you know, so much. And it can rack up your trip where before you know it, you spent like $400 on souvenirs and it cut into your food money and everything. If you have a Disney outlet near your house, make sure you visit that before you go. Um, we actually go and get things. I get I go to the outlets at Disney store and I get things for my daughter. You know, you find stuff on clearance where, you know, $4 for this, $5 for this. or Maybe I get $50 of things and we hide it in our suitcase. And then Mickey brings things at night to my daughter. Um, it feels like Christmas every morning for her. She loves it. Uh, if that's one tip I could give you guys, head to the Disney L. And hey, I'll give you another tip. If you don't have one near your house, 
if you're renting a car when you get to Orlando or you get to Disneyland, find the nearest Disney outlet and tell your family you're doing, you know, your Disney shopping at the outlet. You know, get a couple things there and we're going to leave the stuff at the park alone. It's a great way to get things, but also at a huge, huge discount. And maybe steal that idea about kind of Mickey being the Santa. Um, I can't tell you how many times she's woken up, screamed, been like, awesome, this is great. It, you know, it makes every day of our vacation a little bit like Christmas morning. Um, so, hey, that is what I do, guys. And we are able to take, you know, pretty frequent trips for, for a lot less money than most people do. Um, we're pretty, you know, finicky about what we we do spend money on when we're there. Um, we tend to spend a lot more money on food than most people would, but we tend to really enjoy it. And hey, look, I've turned it into, I guess, like a little business, a little hobby, right? But hey, I hope you did enjoy the show. I hope you got some tips that maybe save you guys some money. And uh, I hope you watched the Super Bowl. It was a pretty good Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to be flat honest. I didn't watch it, but I've heard a lot about it amazing i'm in the northeast the patriots were in it i didn't watch it but if you did watch it i hope you had a good time and remember guys have a magical day it's a trap oh hey guys i totally forgot i forgot what i'm gonna call my brianism of the episode (laughs) now i'll call it my brianism because i had a friend who told me you're doing a disney podcast and then you're doing like this weird motivational speaking thing in the middle or end (laughs) And it's super annoying and you're like a bald Tony Robbins. (laughs) But, hey, I think it might help a couple people and it certainly helps me to talk about this stuff. So I wanted to give you guys a little inspiration for the day. I will tell you just recently, you might have heard in the last episode, you know, I started gaining a little weight during the holidays, not being as active as I wanted to be, so I started jogging again. Now, I'm not like a beginner jogger. I've done half marathons, all sorts of stuff like that. But when I started getting back out there, man, my distance, you know, my mileage is way down, my pace is way down, and just not feeling very good about the experience. And I figured, man, there are two things I can do about this that I, that I think could help you guys if you're starting a workout routine, or if you're just trying to better yourself and getting to a point where you're frustrated about it. And kind of what you can do, right, is I'll take it just from, you know, example of me, I can say to myself, man, I'm, I'm not doing good. My mileage is down. I don't feel that great. You know, when I'm done, I'm pretty tired. I can, I can think about that or I can use a little bit of that disappointment, right? Sometimes disappointment is not a bad thing. I can take a little bit of that disappointment and I can use it as fuel. I can use it as fire to say, yeah, I'm here right now, but boy, am I going to feel so proud of myself when I get back to where I was. And you know what? I did it once before. It wasn't that hard. Like I said, I'm, I'm nobody special. I don't have this amazing willpower. I don't have this. I'm, I'm not a, you know, an Olympic athlete. When I get there, it will feel even better because I did it again. So I think if you guys are trying to do something in your life, whether it's be more present, whether it's not be on your phone as much, anything like that, and you get frustrated with yourself, maybe look at yourself as you would your best friend. And how would you talk to them and how would you encourage them and put that love on yourself? You know, maybe we don't be so hard on ourselves, and but we, we're still motivating ourselves, right? When we're not hard on ourselves, sometimes I think we have the the thinking of, you know, oh, well, I'll be loving to myself, so I'll let this slide. You know, I'll, I'll eat this ice cream. I'll, you know, 
zone out on my phone. It's okay. Well, that doesn't mean that. It just means encourage yourself, love yourself, keep yourself to strict standards so that you feel good about it. But, you know, be kind. So I guess that would be my my Brianism of the episode. I hope it helps you guys. And remember, hey, again, have a magical day.